Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. It really feels like it came out of nowhere. And then also the dismissal kind of feels like it came out of nowhere. Like we came in real hot and fiery and then it just kind of quietly washed away. Stay tuned. We'll get into my conversation with Evan Real right after these quick ads. Welcome to Reality with the King. It's me, Carlos King, the king of reality TV and one of the most sought after executive producers in reality television with over 10 years of production experience. Twice a week on Reality with the King, we'll sit down with my friends across the entertainment industry, recap our favorite reality shows, and revisit unforgettable moments that we are still talking and tweeting about. Hey, Raindrops. Today's guest on Reality with the King is my friend and journalist, Evan Real from the New York Post. Today, we're talking about NeNe Leakes, who recently dismissed her lawsuit. Now, I know you guys have been asking me tons of questions about this particular situation. And because I'm too close to it in terms of knowing everybody involved, I never felt it was comfortable or right for me to talk about it. You know, there's some things that I think are off limits. And when something like this happens... I think it's best for things to play out on its own. I never wanted to make light of this situation or do it for, you know, the podcast just to have a conversation. I never wanted to do that. So the reason why I've been quiet about it in the sense of just not sharing my opinion is because I felt out of respect to all parties involved, it was best to see how things played out first. And now that we see that the lawsuit that she filed against the network and people has prejudice. Now, what does this mean for the future of NeNe Leakes? Well, today, me and Evan Rail are going to get into that conversation. We all are fans of NeNe Leakes and want her back on television. We recently saw her star on the College Hill Reboot Celebrity Edition on BET. And if you watched it, it reminded you of how Nene is just great television and how funny she is and how great she is. So this conversation today, yes, we're going to shed light on how this lawsuit became dismissed. But we're also going to talk about the state of Nene Leaks 
as a force multiplier in reality television. And now that this situation has seemed to come to an end, where does that take Mimi Leakes? So without further ado, here is my conversation with Evan Real. We got to talk about my girl who I called the greatest housewife of all time. Number one, NeNe Leakes. And the lawsuit that was dropped recently, which to me, I'm like, okay, is this a good sign for things to come? But I cannot do this episode alone. So I decided to bring on my friend who also has been covering this story as a reporter, a journalist, and a correspondent for the New York Post, I'm talking about every reality star's favorite journalist, Evan Real. Oh my God, Carlos King, the king of reality TV. Thank you for that glowing introduction. It is an absolute honor to be here today and to talk about your favorite housewife of all time, NeNe Leakes. I know. I can't wait to get into this. So one thing about me, when this lawsuit first came about, I respectfully never talked about it because it's such a sensitive topic that I didn't want me, somebody who knows all parties involved, to make light of this serious issue. I mean, any lawsuit child is serious. I don't care what's in it. If you got time to go down to the court, child, to not get married like J-Lo and Ben, (laughs) the justice of the peace, but you're going down there to file something, honey, I take it seriously, and I never wanted to um, mimic it or sound like I was making fun of it. So that's why, guys, my listeners, I have never talked about it. But now that it's been dropped, in the words of Lisa Renna, you best believe we're going to talk about it. So, Evan, this is what we know, okay? So at the end of the day, what we know is the lawsuit was originally filed in April of 2022 in an Atlanta federal court where Nene Lee's claimed she worked in a hostile and racist environment. She sued NBC Universal, Bravo, production companies, True Entertainment, and Truly Original, and Andy Cohen, who was all named in the suit. So before we get into the fact that this lawsuit was dropped, Talk to me about what you learned the moment it was filed back in April. Well, I was just so shocked to learn that Nini felt this way about the production companies, about Bravo, about Andy Cohen, because, you know, she is one of the greatest housewives of all time. She truly put Atlanta on the map. I would say that she kind of put housewives on the map in a way. Like, to me, Nini Leakes, this is just my personal opinion. I'm taking off my journalist hat. She is more iconic than Bethany Frankel. She is more iconic than Lisa Vanderpump. She is, to me, like like you, she is the most iconic housewife of all time. So I was just shocked that there was something going on with her and, and the production company and Andy and Bravo that was not so great. So that's first and foremost what I learned. And then I also learned that Bravo and Andy, they were absolutely blindsided by this because even though, you know, Nini had, she'd been implying things on social media for a while that she wasn't happy with the network. She wasn't happy with Andy Cohen, but I I know that she and Andy were so close at one point. So Andy and Bravo, they were absolutely blindsided by this. So I think that it's really interesting that it has been dropped. I mean, she was really like standing in her conviction that she was like, 
mistreated during the Real Housewives of Atlanta. And Carlos, it took everything inside of me not to give you a call about this because you could have been an incredible source. You probably know way more than I do. Um, so yeah, it was it was just a wild ride uh, covering this whole situation top to bottom. And so now I'm glad that you're finally talking about it because I feel like you probably have the most meaningful perspective that anyone could being a friend of Nini working on the show, working with the production company, is knowing Andy quite well. No, Evan, this what was so interesting about this. I, in real life, am friends with Nini. Like, Nini and I have a great relationship. Yes, she and I have had ups and downs, and we have falling outs. I'm still blocked on Twitter, Nini. I mean, can you please unblock me, girl? I've been blocked, Nini, since season seven. Damn, that long? Please unblock me, Nini. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what happened? What happened in season seven? Ah, well, let's, okay. Let's, I'll answer that now, and then we'll get back into the topic at hand. So, I think people need to be reminded that Nene Leeds and I started out Real Housewives of Atlanta together. She as a reality star, and me as my first time producing reality television. So, we were both newbies the first day of filming season one of the show. And I was assigned any leagues, and the rest is history. Like, we just became bosom buddies. People would call us Will and Grace. That's how close Nene and I were. Social media started to happen around season four. But during season seven, Claudia Jordan comes on the show. And the reason why I brought up social media is because that's when you started to see the stand culture that is Housewives. I mean, now, now, honey, that stand culture for housewives is severe up in here. So, mind you, seven years ago, it was just starting to percolate where people would make these ridiculous accusations. And a lot of people said that I, because of course they think I have all the power, a lot of people felt that I hired Claudia to single-handedly come for Nini. And long story short... Nene would say things in interviews about Claudia, and I did an interview on the Ricky Smiley show where I said, like, Claudia's a great housewife. She and Nene got this epic showdown. They read each other. Like, Claudia is great. And Nene Leakes was on the radio, <laughs> and somebody asked her about it, and she made a shady comment towards me, but that's Nene. So I took it as fun shade. But apparently, she blocked me, and we didn't speak for a few months. But that's who me and Nene are. Like, when Nene gets mad, she'll block you, but then she unblocks you. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've been blocked for seven years. <laughs> but we're good. Okay, okay. Do you know what, people, I feel like Twitter doesn't even matter. Like, if she blocked you on Instagram, that, that matters, you know? Oh, see, that's true. Okay, we still follow each other on Instagram, so that's a good thing. So unlike what other people say, me and Nene do have a relationship. Ha! So look, one of the things that was interesting when all of this came about is I was surprised, too, when news came about this lawsuit. Did not see it coming. Yes, Evan, you're right in the sense of, you know, there was a little stuff percolating here and there, but I didn't think it would go that far. When it did happen, and, and this is me telling you guys the truth, I did not reach out to Nene in the sense to talk to her about that specifically. 
because I respectfully wanted her and the rest of the people who I know to deal with that. I didn't want any involvement in it. I wasn't named in it, child. And in the words of my old school grandmama and Proverbs 316, my name is Bennett and I'm not in it. So <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want no parts of it. But I did reach out to Needy and say to her, you know, I love you. I'm always here for you if you need anything. And that was the extent of the conversation when it was filed. Right. Okay. Okay. So you're respecting Nini's space and boundaries. But what did you think of Kim being named in the lawsuit? I mean, you were in the trenches with these women. You, you, you know how Kim and Nini are together. Did you ever feel like there was any validity to the things that Nini was claiming about Kim? I know Kim came on the nightcap and she said that Nini knows what she said isn't true and that it's ridiculous. What, what's your take on it? Yeah, that was the thing. So Again, I didn't read the entire document because I wanted to make sure I stayed far away from it. But from my understanding, and Evan, you tell me if this was included, but I believe what was included was Kim allegedly using the N-word. And all I can say to you guys is I never heard Kim say that. And if I did, I would have never invited Kim on my late night show, The Nightcap. And if the other women meaning Deshaun Snow, Lisa Wu, and Sheree Whitfield would have heard that, I don't think they too would be around Kim. So based on my relationship with Kim, I never heard it. And that's the reason why I wanted to make sure that Kim had the opportunity to say what she wanted to say. And what she did say was, when she's finished with them is when I will start with her. Something along those lines. So the jury, no pun intended, is still out as it relates to what Kim Zosiak is going to do. But knowing that the lawsuit has been dismissed, right? What have you been hearing, Evan, in terms of the reasons behind this dismissal? So the reasons remain pretty unclear. No one seems to have a grasp why it was dismissed, but it was dismissed without prejudice, which means that she can reopen it at a later date if she chooses to do so. The parties involved in the case also agreed to not seek recovery of costs or attorney fees. So it kind of seems like both, like all parties are just walking away from the situation unscathed. It doesn't seem like Nini received any sort of settlement outside of court. It it just kind of feels like they all decided to table this conversation. I I definitely don't think that the production companies in Bravo want to revisit this conversation, but the way it was uh, dismissed uh, leaves the opportunity for Nini to revisit this in the future, which I hope she doesn't. I I just hope we were all able to have some sort of like secret peace meeting where everything was hashed out and everyone's relationship is good right now because I want Nini to have the opportunity and ability to return to the franchise in the future. I am hoping that this was dismissed because there was an agreement made, there was a reconciliation, and now Nini is back in the good graces of Bravo and Andy Cohen. And I also hope that, you know, whatever Nini was feeling, because obviously she went through some sort of 
trouble and she is upset over something. I hope that those concerns were addressed and that they validated whatever issues she did experience on The Real Housewives of Atlanta and and throughout her time on Bravo. Yeah, well, well, that's the thing. A lot of people have made the assumption that was there a settlement. And from what you said and from what I read, I mean, listen, I'm not a lawyer. I work with one by the name of Phaedra Parks. So I'll try to figure out, you know, exactly what the legal language is in the situation. But according to the dismissal, apparently it means that because she has the right to file again, then it goes to show you that more than likely a settlement would not have been reached. Because if you're going to reach a settlement, then more than likely from the legal terms and the legal ease that I have learned, they would have never paid Nene off and allow her to file again. And that's the reason why I agree with you in the sense of, look, the question still remains if we believe that Nene Leakes can ever return to Bravo. That remains the question now that this lawsuit has been dropped and or dismissed. So my question to you, Evan, as a housewives connoisseur, as a lover of all things housewives and a journalist, do you think Nene Lee's future on Bravo is forever dead? I would like to think that the way that this case or this lawsuit has been dismissed leaves hope for her future on Bravo. But I do think that she has muddied the waters a little bit. So if she ever does return, we're going to have to jump through this hurdle. She's going to have to address this in all of her interviews about coming back. There's going to have to be some sort of like communications PR strategy put in place. It, it would be like a lot of work, I think, on both ends for her to return. I think that she needs to to make peace with the feelings that she has about her initial run on Housewives. I think that Bravo has to take into consideration all the things that she has said on Twitter, in court documents, and figure out how do we make this make sense? Like, we are welcoming back Nini to the Bravoverse after she has very harshly trashed <laughs> the network. I think it would be a lot of work But I think it could happen, and I think that Nini is such a powerhouse and has that incredible star power that is obviously a value. And I think that Bravo would put in the work to have her come back. Maybe this is wishful thinking. I don't know. This this is my dream. This is my dream. My dream is that Nini does come back and that Bravo figures out how to tell the story of her coming back and rejoining this group of women because— As much as I'm loving Atlanta this season, and I have loved all the seasons without Nene, I love it better when she's part of it. No, listen, I love Nene. And again, Nene and I are are still cool. I did invite Nene on my late night show, The Nightcap. And just to talk about that a little bit, and then I'll answer the question as well in terms of what I think about her future on Bravo. But when I reached out to Nene to appear on The Nightcap, I never told any of those original housewives that I was going to invite the other on the show. I wanted it to be a surprise to all of them. Because at the end of the day, I am a producer. So of course I had to produce this iconic moment 
of getting my OGs back together that I worked with season one of the Atlanta Housewives show. So when I reached out to Nene, she kindly declined and said that based on what she's going through, she wasn't at the right place to do interviews. And I respected that because she filed the lawsuit in April and we taped that episode of my late night show in May. So it was still fresh and she didn't want to deal with it. And I respected that. So that was the only reason why she did not show up. And, and no, she did not show up because she knew the other women were going to be there. None of them knew that the other was going to be there. I wanted it to be a surprise. So I wanted to address that first because I just want people to know that she and I are in a good place. Now, let's talk about her fate on the network. If you look at historically, when an employee files a lawsuit against a former employer, right? And makes claims of a hostile environment. So let's say in this case, Sally Ann decided to sue Walmart because she felt that Walmart was a hostile work environment, right? The question that I have, because I I, I want to be realistic and fair and honest. Do you think Walmart will hire Sally Ann ass back after she made these accusations? Right? Well, now that you put it that way, Carlos, okay, yes. Walmart's not going to take her back. Probably. 99% chance she's not coming back to Walmart. And so, yeah, maybe Nini won't come back to Bravo. But, you know, you make that comparison of, of Sally Ann and Walmart. But you, you've you also, you've worked on these shows for so long. You know how the network works. You know how the production companies work. Like, if you had to guess, like, if, if, taking that into consideration, what is the percentage that you think Nini would come back? Well, this is the other side to my question that I'm going to answer, too. If Sally Ann, (laughs) by the way, Sally Ann is 46. (laughs) She lives in Idaho and she binges um, Indian Matchmaker. So that's who Sally Ann is, okay? I got to paint the picture for my audience. Okay, so she's not a star like Nene. No, she's Sally Ann, you know? She's in Idaho. There's the difference, there's a difference. There is a difference, okay. So if Sally Ann is making these accusations... Why would Sally Ann want to go back to the institution that she felt was a hostile work environment? So it kind of goes hand in hand. Would you want to hire back the employee that made these accusations? And as the employee, do you want to go back to the job where you said it was toxic? So that's why I like to look at things from a realistic standpoint and from the standpoint of something to where my large audience of listeners are able to understand And now that I said that, this is how I feel. I adore Nene. I want Nene to win in every single place in her life. And and I mean that wholeheartedly. I made her the number one greatest housewife of all time, not because of our friendship, but because she deserved the crown. And she, to me, is the best that's ever done it. Now that this situation has been dismissed, I'm not sure what the future holds for Nene on the network. Because at the end of the day, I haven't spoken to her about what she wanted to get out of it. I don't know. And it's not my place to ask her. But as someone who is in this business, and as someone who 
knows all parties involved. I was very sad that it got to that because one thing I've always said is there was this amazing, loving relationship that Nene and Andy had that I've seen with these eyeballs. Like, he was enamored by her and vice versa. She would call him her buttercup, and they just had, like, this great rapport. And I would see that whenever Andy would come to Atlanta to take reunions and during commercial breaks, they had a good old kiki. So it was sad to see that it got to that. And listen, one thing that I said to Nene is, at the end of the day, I don't know what it's like to walk in your shoes. So I'm not here to ever say what your experience is like in life in general. I'm not you. But the only thing I can say to you is that I just want you to be happy and I want you to win. And does that mean that her being happy and going back to the show makes her win? I'm not sure. I think, in my opinion, the best thing for Nene is to take the next couple of weeks to really figure things out because she is such a formidable talent that I think the world has yet to see what she's capable of doing. And I really want her to get back to being this funny, whimsical personality that we fell in love with back in 2008. Yes, to all of that. I agree. And that's an interesting point that you bring up, like, of course we want Nini to win. But is it on Bravo? Like, maybe not. Like, maybe the next chapter for her is bigger than Bravo. Like, maybe coming back to Bravo would feel like a step back for her. The one thing that I find interesting about this whole situation is that I remember several months before she filed the lawsuit, she went on, I believe it was The Real, and she said that she would like to come back to The Real Housewives of Atlanta because she felt like she had some unfinished business with with the women. So that was also really interesting to me that after she said that she filed this lawsuit, and it just makes me wonder what her strategy was or is. And what have you been hearing from your sources in terms of the the makings of this whole situation? Like, have you heard that there was a strategy in place or that everybody feels like this came out of nowhere? Everyone feels like it came out of nowhere. No one can really pinpoint if she had a strategy. It's It just kind of like leaves the question open. Like, was there a strategy? Like, what were you hoping to get out of this? Other than like the obvious that like, it, you know, clearly she felt she was mistreated and she wanted justice for that. It just was an interesting lawsuit to file after, you know, the comments were made about coming back to the franchise and possibly sitting down with Andy Cohen to to discuss that, you know, and that was after she had said a bunch of stuff on social media already. So, yeah, it, it just it really feels like it came out of nowhere. And then also the dismissal kind of feels like it came out of nowhere. Like it, it, we came in real hot and fiery and then it just kind of quietly washed away. I hate to interrupt, but stay tuned for more of my conversation with Evan. We'll be right back after this quick break. This is Reality with the King, and I'm Carlos King. Let's get back into my chat with Evan Real about NeNe Leaks. So, listen, my biggest thing is... Because I know the fans have been asking me this, Evan, for the longest time. Carlos, you brought Monique Samuels back on television. (laughs) I was about to ask, 
Because you have the power and the resources, Carlos King. If anyone... Yeah, okay, Carlos, let's talk to you about this. Like, if anyone can make a NeNe Leaks return to reality TV happen, it's you. So what's the plan? (laughs) Have we texted NeNe about (laughs) that? Go ahead, Evan. <laughs> I mean, I, I, a journalist needs to know. <laughs> Are we dropping some news? So, I know the biggest question is, Carlos King, you have a production company. NeNe Leaks is, you know, number one on your list of the greatest housewives of all time. You reached out to Monique Samuels after her stint on Potomac. And you... Got her to be a part of your Love and Marriage franchise, which is Love and Marriage DC. So could there be a Love and Marriage Atlanta starring NeNe Leaks? I will say this. I will be honored to work with NeNe in any capacity. Um, NeNe is very expensive. (laughs) That part. That part. But worth it. Worth it. Oh, no, listen. Nene is worth every single penny. Yes, I did, you know, get Monique to be on Love and Marriage DC. I obviously had Claudia Jordan on The Next 15. I had Shamari DeVoe, although I have Shamari first. I had Shamari DeVoe on my show, BT Presents The Encore. So y'all know me. I love to, you know, reach out to my girls who I love and find them a bag. So Nene Leaks, I will say this. If Nene Leakes is ready to return to television, let me know from you guys what show would you like to see Nene Leakes in? And make sure you hashtag reality with the king and tweet me your answer. So, Evan, now that I have you face to face and ear to ear, honey. Let me know, what show would you like to see NeNe Leakes a part of? I mean, I would love uh, Love and Marriage Atlanta. I think she'd be the perfect girl to lead it. I mean, I know that she is dating again after Greg's unfortunately passed away. And I think that would be a really interesting story to see. Like NeNe getting back into the dating pool, reviving her love life, maybe getting married again. Like I want to see NeNe win in that way. So I think... Yeah, there's so many incredible women in Atlanta who would be able to round out the cast with. Like, and Nini would just be that perfect central force, kind of like Monique was the the perfect um, center point for DC. So that's what I would love to see. I think that's a great idea. Or I also I also think that Nini, you know, she could carry her own show. What do, like what do you think about Nini just doing kind of like her own docu series? Oh no, there's listen. There's something magnificent about Nini's mannerisms and how she is just as a personality. Like, Nini doesn't try hard to be funny. So, like, Nini's greatest memes and gifts of all time are things she's naturally doing. Like, talking about Kenya's white refrigerator or telling Kenya I said what I said or walking into a situation saying, what is this, honey? Like, Nene is a walking soundbite. So I do believe that there is a world where Nene is able to just do a show on her own. I would love to see what's happening with her lounge, the Lanithia. 
I would love to see this new relationship she has with Naomi, her boyfriend. And I want to see what's going on with her children, um, her grandchild, and how she's navigating through life post-Greg Leakes. So I'll say this much. I know Nene, and we still talk. So perhaps I'll get Nene on to talk about it herself. Oh my God. I literally have full body chills you just saying that. Like, I need to hear a conversation between you and Nene go down. You don't even have to talk about reality TV, <laughs> what you got planned. You could you could legitimately just say the ABCs together and I would be entertained. Like, I I can't wait for that. No, that'll be good. That'll be good. That'll be good. But before I let you go, I know hot off the presses, there's some breaking news going on on Vanderpump Rules, Evan. Yeah, so apparently at Sheena's wedding, her her second wedding to Brock, which was beautiful, by the way. The photos were stunning. She redeemed herself from the crop top wedding dress. We got this gorgeous lace gown with this long veil. She looked absolutely stunning. But while she was out here looking stunning, apparently Tom Schwartz, who uh, just is in the middle of his divorce uh, from Katie Maloney, hooked up with Raquel who was dating James, uh, and they did this at the wedding. Apparently, they went into a room together. There were some smooches. And now I cannot wait for the next season of Vanderpump Rules. Just when you kind of thought, like, Vanderpump Rules may have been on its last leg, the kids are bringing the drama. They know what to do to get me roped right back into it. I cannot wait. I live for the mess. So can you confirm, though, that this wedding was filmed for the show? Yes, the wedding was filmed for the show, so we will play. We'll see this play out on the show. Definitely the wedding. I don't know if there were uh, cameras and a mic around for this uh, secret makeout between uh, Tom and Raquel, but I'm living for it because they've kind of been hinting at this. Like Tom was on Sheena's podcast recently and was like, "Yeah, like Raquel's kind of cute. I'm kind of feeling her." Uh, so I am. I'm not mad at it. I know that Katie is probably not very happy. Uh, They were spotted filming a few weeks back, uh, Tom and Katie, in a very intense argument. Um, And apparently it was about him kind of flirting with other girls. So even though they're getting divorced, she's like, you're still my baby. And it's going to be a minute before I'm going to let you hook up with other girls. I mean, unfortunately, that's not her choice now that she (laughs) filed for divorce from him. So I'm glad. I'm glad that Tom seems to be able to move on because I was actually worried about him. I, I felt like he would be like stuck being single forever because I felt like he was so comfortable in his marriage with Tom Schwartz. And he's told me this as much. Like he was like, I, I do not feel ready to date. This was like back in April. He was like, I can't date. I, it's, I can't even like take my wedding ring off. So he is making strides. And Katie has been on a few dates since calling it quits with Schwartz. So like, if you're going to spread your wings and fly, you got to let him leave the nest too. Katie. So was Lisa Vanderpump present? Do you know that? Actually, now that you say that, I don't know. I don't remember seeing her in any of the pictures. I actually need to look into that because I feel like I've been seeing all these Sheena wedding photos and I'm like, where did... Maybe I was so focused on the fact that Sheena wasn't wearing a crop top wedding dress that I just like totally forgot that Lisa was there. But uh, yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Carlos, because now I'm like, was she there? I feel like she would have been. She she wouldn't have missed that. But I don't know if she would have like flown to Mexico because she's got a lot going on. Do you know what? Actually, 
I don't think she was there because my friend was just in Vegas at her restaurant in Vegas. And she texted me. She's like, oh, my God, Lisa and Ken are here and they're taking pictures with fans. So I don't think she could have been in Vegas and Mexico at the same time. So I don't know. I'm looking into this. I'm I'm on it. You're on the job. See what happens on Reality with the King when you yeah. get the exclusive, when you don't know that you're about to spill an exclusive. That's yes. the purpose of this podcast, guys. So, Evan, I adore you. I love you. And I'm sure my listeners want to follow you and just continue to get the tea from you. So let us know where we can follow you and where they can find you. So you can find me at Evan Real on Instagram. I post a lot of my interviews there. And also on page6.com, you can check out what's going on there. And then also, um, I just launched my uh, uh, podcast with Page 6. It's called Virtual Reality. And we cover reality TV, of course, lots of housewives. We've had some fun guests recently. Drew Sedora from Atlanta is the most recent guest. Her and Ralph Pittman came onto the show, and that was a lot of fun. So uh, I co-host that with Danny Murphy at Page Six, and you can check that out on Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, like wherever you want to listen, you can. Um, So yeah, check me out, guys. I love that. But congratulations on the podcast. You know, I adore you. We will be following and subscribing and continue to support you. So make sure the next tea you get, honey, you come back on Reality with the King and you give it to my fans. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm always here for you. Yes. All right. Well, thank you, Evan. All right. Thanks, Carlos. This was fun. Hey, Raindrops. See, I really hope that you guys had a lot of insight based on the conversation between Evan and I. As you can see, even Evan Child wants me to do a love and marriage Atlanta (laughs) starring NeNe Leakes. And look, I'll say this once, I'll say it again, I'll say it over and over and over and over. I love me some NeNe, I adore her. And if there's ever an opportunity for her and I to work together, trust me, I will jump at the chance. And that's all I will say. Okay. Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop every Wednesday and Friday. Share, comment, follow, and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at the Carlos King underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Tweet me your thoughts and hot takes about this episode using the hashtag Reality with the King. Reality with the King is a production of More Sauce by Stitcher. It is executive produced by me, Carlos King, and Jasmine Henley Brown. We are also produced by Lashik Lotus Lee and LaPortia Thomas. Engineering and music by Marcus Ham. More sauce.